Besides, the Bears could get a hole back by their first overall pick. According to reports from Daniel Jeremiah, I'm going to read you this quote here in a second, the Bears could get a lot back for that top pick. It's actually very exciting to see. If they make the trade with the Texans and or the Colts, be prepared for a haul for the Bears, and I think that's very exciting. And I think that's the big reason why they should probably trade that pick and set themselves up for this year and next year. So here's what Jeremiah said from NFL Network, very good draft guy. He said, quote, if you're going to go back to pick number two, so if the Bears make a trade with the Texans, is what he's saying, you're going to get, the Bears will get the second pick, the 33rd pick, and next year's two. That would be the trade you would have there with the Texans. If you go to four, so if the Bears make a trade with Indianapolis, would you have to give up a fourth-round pick this year? Or, sorry, a fourth-round pick in 2024 as well as the number one overall pick. The Bears would receive, if they made a trade with the Colts, number four overall, number 35 overall, first-round pick in 24, second-round pick in 24. If you want to go all the way to nine, you're going to get the ninth pick, you're going to get the 39th pick, and a first-rounder in 24, and a first-rounder in 25. So there is a bit of insight, finally, a bit of an idea of what the Bears could get, what they should be demanding, what the market price should be for that top overall pick. And I have to say, I love it. And this is what we kind of predicted over the past couple of weeks. Now we have some more information coming to light. This is what the Bears should demand. This is what they should be asking for. So with the Texans, they would get the second pick, the 33rd pick, and next year's second rounder. But if they make a trade with the Colts or at number nine, they could be getting a first-round pick in 2024 in addition to the first-round pick this year, plus a couple of seconds and third or fourth. They could be getting back four picks for that number one overall pick if they make a trade at four or nine. And if they make a trade with the Texans, they'll get three back, three picks back in return. Now, that is music to my ears. Because this team needs much more than quarterback. You know, we get so caught up in the Justin Fields discourse. Will they train him? Will they not? Is Justin Fields good enough? We are forgetting about all the other holes on this team, all the other problems that they have, and they have a lot of them. David Montgomery is going to be a free agent. So they have no running back. Wide receiver, they could certainly use some help there. Cardinal Mooney, Chase Claypool, who else? And Claypool sucked last year. and Mooney was hurt. They need a true, legit number one. They don't have that yet. Secondary is going to need some help. Defensive line is going to need some help. The Bears need to be able to rush the quarterback. They need edge rushers. Oh, and by the way, the offensive line sucked ass last year. They need help there, too. That offensive line was horrible. Justin Fields led the league in sacks. Now you could say Justin Fields, oh, it's his fault. No, that offensive line sucked. Come on. Look at all these issues that the Bears have, and all we're doing every single day, all ESPN is doing, all the mainstream media, all of us. I'm guilty of it, too. What are they going to do a quarterback? Well, what about all these other positions? And that's why it's so important that the Bears trade that number one overall pick. They're going to get back three or four picks in return, which allows them to draft according to need at some of these positions. 
They need a new wide receiver. They need potentially running back. They need secondary help. They need defensive line help. And they desperately need offensive line help. Training away number one to slot number four, or to slot number nine, could not uh, notch you four picks. Trading number one could get you a couple of picks this year and a couple of more next year. <clears throat> that's what the Bears should be shooting for. And that's why I think the Bears will trade away that pick. Makes sense to me. Why not? Look what you could get in return for just trading number one. And the best part is the Bears aren't desperate. Like, there's no one the Bears need at number one that they need to stay there for. Will Anderson and Jalen Carter could be going at four or nine. The Bears could trade back and still get a defensive stalwart in those spots. But if they trade with the Texans, they could get back the number two overall pick, the 33rd pick, and next year, second round pick. If you trade with the Colts, you could get number four, number 35 this year, a first rounder next year, and a second rounder next year. And if you trade at nine, you're going to get a 39th pick of this year and a first rounder in 24 and a first rounder in 25 plus the nine pick this year. So you trade number one, you get four back. If you trade with four or nine, you trade number one to number two, you're going to get three back. But if you trade at four or nine, you get a first rounder next year. That's what they should be going for. Do not give your pick to Houston unless they're willing to give you a first rounder next year. That's the whole criteria if you're Justin, or if you're Brian Pauls, rather. That would be my criteria if I were the GM of this team. Look, I want to make sure, if I were Brian Pauls, that I am set up for next year, too, no matter what. What if they do a pick swap, right? Like, look at Denver this year. Denver lost their first-round pick because they traded everything to get Russell Wilson. The Seahawks have that pick, but they went 9-8 and eight, made the playoffs, and they're going to be picking in the top 10. That's what the Bears should be for next year. Maybe the Bears go 9-8 and eight next year, 10-7. and seven. Sneaking is a wild card. They lose round one. Doesn't matter. They're still going to have a top-10 pick because of the team they trade to is going to suck. That's what they should be aiming for, pick-wise and draft positioning-wise that's what they should be doing. In my opinion, at least. That's the way to go. You do that, you're going to be okay. But Brian Poles has to make sure that he gets the best bang for his buck. You have a giant-ass gold bar, and you want to get back tons of little gold bars that equal or succeed what the gold bar is really worth. That's what he, got, that's what he has to do here. He has something very valuable, has to trade it and get more back. That's the classic barter system. That's that's it. And he knows what he needs, too. See, that's the problem. And I think everybody else knows what the Bears need, too. The Bears have so many holes, everybody else sees it, so they know Ryan Poles is going to be looking for a King's ransom for that top pick. Everybody knows what Ryan Poles is looking for or intending with that top pick in a trade. Simple. So that's what the Bears should be focusing on, and that's what Poles should be focusing on. <clears throat> they go with that, they're going to be okay. That's what the Bears need to do. That's what Ryan Poles needs to do. They need offensive line help, defensive line help, secondary, running back, wide receiver. 
and you have this top pick and you want to parlay that into three or four picks, how do you do it? Well, you trade with four or nine. You trade with somebody who's so quarterback needy that they're willing to mortgage all their future to get Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, or Will Levis. Simple as that. Go down that route, you're going to be okay. That's my opinion, at least. That's how Ryan Paul should address this situation. And I appreciate this breakdown from Daniel Jeremiah. I find it to be true. Why wouldn't it be? Look at the Bears and what they did with Mitch Trubisky moving up and how much they gave up to move up one spot. Other teams will do this. Other teams will be desperate, especially Indianapolis or Houston. Indianapolis hasn't had a franchise QB since Andrew Luck retired. It's been, who, what, you know, Matt Ryan, Phillip Rivers, Carson Wentz. It's been veteran after veteran after veteran. They tried Sam Ellinger. He sucks. He's horrible. Nick Foles played a game there this past year. I mean, that's when you know you're scraping the bottom of the barrel. So it's time to draft a quarterback. And Jim Irsay said the same thing. We need a quarterback. Yes, you do. Actually, if you're playing Nick Foles at any point during your season, yes, you need a quarterback pretty damn bad. If he's suiting up, you need a quarterback. Trust me. They need a quarterback, and the Texans do too. I mean, they were split-squatting quarterbacks. They played two or three of them in one game to end the season. They split time with Jeff Driscoll and Davis Mills. I mean, who? Who are these people? And I know Davis Mills. I know Jeff Driscoll, too. He played for the Lions a bit. But the point is, really? Jeff Driscoll's getting half time and Davis Mills is getting the other half of the time? You need a quarterback. If you're doing that crap at the NFL level, yes, you need a quarterback. Use these teams' desperation to your advantage if you're Ryan Poles. Force them to give you four picks for one. And this goes back to the original talking point. And the way we opened up our show, why would the Bears trade Justin Fields? What do they need another quarterback for? When they could trade this number one pick for four or three or four picks. That's what I think the Bears have to do this year. That's what I think their objective should be. Dantana, um, most times when a college QB is said to be the best in the draft, they usually turn out to be busts or never live up to the hype. We have a beast at quarterback already. Yep. I mean, not all the time, but most of the time, yes. Uh, I'm trying to think Baker Mayfield, uh, Johnny Manziel. I mean, I could go on and on. Troy Smith, Colt McCoy, Jamarcus Russell, Ryan Leaf, Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen, Carson Wentz to an extent, Mitch Trubisky to an extent. Blaine Gabbert. I mean, I could just go on and on and on. It, it doesn't even matter. But yeah, you're right. Top picks, top guys, top five projected QBs. Where do they go? Nowhere. It's not always going to work. And maybe one of these guys turns out to be a complete stud and superstar, but we don't know. But we do know Justin Fields is good enough to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. That's enough for me to say the Bears should keep him. Darrell, uh, his work ethic, Justin Fields, is second to none. Wait till next year, but he has receivers and protection. You're right, which is what I said. If he can have an actual team around him, I think he's going to be okay. Joseph, getting a new receiver that could fill the room with more confidence and experience would be nice, but mainly need to not have the O-line exploded inside out 80% of plays. Yes, Bears need O-line help. 
We need as many picks as possible, not just this year, for future years too. Jeff, you're right. Exactly. Joseph, all drafts are 50-50 on whether they remain in the league or not after their rookie contract, let alone last, last that long. Yes. Young is too small for an NFL QB who's going to find out. Uh, Daryl, I, you know, the only way I will push back on that is that there are some smaller QBs today who do work. You know, Kyler Murray is not a bust per se. He's not great, but he's not a bust. Russell Wilson is probably going to be a Hall of Famer, even though he's having some issues now in Denver. Small quarterback. Baker Mayfield is okay, but you could probably say he's going to be a bust, right? So I guess it depends on the team that he goes to, whether or not they have somewhat of a decent offensive line and whether or not Bryce Young is going to be more mobile in the NFL. That's going to be the question surrounding Young and whether or not he'll be successful. Will he go to a team with a good O-line? And will the team allow him to be mobile? If those are both going to be no's, Bryce Young's going to be one of the biggest busts in recent memory. So we're going to have to see. Dan, uh, oh, Rosen sucked. <laughs> Remember Josh Rosen? Remember that experiment? One year, the Cardinals, they bring in a new head coach who's defensive-minded, Steve Wilkes. They go 3-13. and They get rid of Rosen. That whole season was horrible. Rosen, I think, had one of the worst qualifying completion percentages in NFL history for a full season. Not kidding. It was like 55%, and he played every game. I love how everybody forgets that, too, about Steve Wilkes. He was the head coach for that year. One year, fired. <laughs> and then he's begging everybody to give him the job in Carolina. Uh, not so fast. I did a good job. Yeah, you did, but we remember what you did before, too. This year can't cancel out your past behavior and your past inconsistencies as a head coach. Steve Wilkes is a great coordinator, great defensive coordinator. Can he be a leader? Can he be a head coach? Don't know, don't think so. Frank Reich, better hire in Carolina than Steve Wilkes. By far. 